0: Are you a consulting business owner seeking a better way to scale to your next million in revenue? Accelerate Sales Podcast features other experts who have cracked the code to predictable revenues with proven sales systems that quickly increase revenue and get you on the fast track back to doing what you do best. Now let's accelerate your sales with today's episode. Welcome to the Accelerate Sales podcast. If you're a first-time listener and you love what you hear, please subscribe. And if you're a regular, thanks for your support. So today, we've got some big news and something a little bit unique. I've got my coach and mentor, Melanie Benson, on the show today. She's from the Amplify Your Success podcast, and she's actually going to turn the tables. That's right. She's going to interview me about a big change that's happening in my world regarding my podcast. So, Melanie, great to have you here.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. And this is going to be really fun. I'm super excited for today and nice to meet everyone in the community today. Brilliant. So. Paul, you have big news. You have decided to do a brand refresh on your podcast. Let's let's uh, go a little bit behind the scenes and tell people why and why you're doing it now. Yeah, well, look, I've. Um,
0: of- I think I'm up to about three. You know, this is roughly, you know, just over 300 episodes. And I've had a couple of brand changes. So the first one, I was uh, corporate escapees. That's when I was one, right? I left corporate in 2011. And, uh, you know, I built my business, learned lots of lessons, and I wanted to give back because I couldn't find anyone, uh, a podcast anywhere that actually covered that topic. And as I evolved for that, I'm like, well, I'm no longer an escapee, right? I'm now a, you know, a, someone that's really earned their stripes in uh, running my own business. So uh, then we moved it to um, my brand, which is build, live, give and build, you know, build a great business to live a good life and give back. And that's my philosophy. That's how I live my life. But really that brand, you know, it's not something you're going to search, right? It, It doesn't pick up any SEO or you go into a, a, a podcast and you're thinking, oh, I want to look at a certain topic, you're not going to find build, live, give. And that's when you came along and said, well, you know, look, it's a it's a great philosophy, but is it a good brand for your podcast? Maybe not. So that's when, uh, you know, with your great guidance, we talked about some ways to improve that. And that's where we came up with uh, Accelerate Sales, which is very much linked to my current program, which is called the Accelerate Sales Program.
1: Hmm. Yeah, this—that's—it's um, a—it's a big thing. Like, I, I want to just normalize this for a minute. Like, I worked with so many podcasters, and I hear from all kinds of podcasters that, uh, you know, a couple years in, they start to realize that uh, maybe the conversation I thought I wanted to have in the beginning isn't the conversation that my audience and my listeners are craving and asking for now. And I just want to give you kudos for really tuning into the audience and listening to. What they're excited to hear more about, and obviously, as a sales mentor, as somebody who's really good at helping people accelerate revenues into their business, of course, we want to like hone in and pick up on that in the podcast and and the brand of the podcast and the episodes that are going to be coming forward on the podcast, right?
0: Yeah, and look, I've, I've sort of, to be honest, I've struggled a little. And your guidance has helped because I'm really a jack of all trades in some ways. And you know, I've had 18 years' experience at Coca-Cola, one of the best-run companies in the world, so I learned a lot there. Then I've, you know, built and sold my own tech business. I've had a virtual um, or an outsourcing business that I've run and sold, and I've also, you know, helped lots of people. So I've got. You know, lots of things that I can help with, but people don't buy when they're confused and people don't buy lots of things, right? So that's where I've really decided to focus in on sales strategy as the entry point, really make sure because most consulting business owners, that's where they, they you know, struggle. They've sort of had referrals in the past. The world's now with COVID has turned more online and they're like, well, my networking, my, my you know, going, presenting at events, all of those things have, have stopped. So therefore, my leads have stopped. And how do I get those back? So that's where I start. So that's where we've got the Accelerate Sales Program. But then often it turns into once they fix their sales, then I turn into more of a business mentor. But I think it was hard to, for me to, to tell people, look, I'm I'm going to customise and I'm going to help you with everything. And they're like, well, you know, I'm, I'm investing a big amount of money here. What do I really get? And I think that's where focusing now on on sales and accelerating people's sales is uh, what we've landed
1: on. So here's what I love about this, and I and I'm really excited that you're able to share this with the listening community because what you just explained is a very common evolution of a business owner. Is we can do so many things like what should I focus on, and what you're doing, and I think, is great advice for anyone listening in who sells a service of any kind that is to recognize you have to start, you have to open the relationship by giving somebody what they really need. And almost everybody needs more sales, right? (laughs) And then once you solve the big pain point and you give people a formula and a roadmap, which you're so brilliant at, uh, to to getting the acceleration of sales, then you can start to look at, well, what's really going on that's causing the lack of sales or causing maybe uh, a breakdown that's keeping more sales from coming in, that's when you get to open up wider and and give them more of what you wait. I think I said that backwards. You got to start with what they want and then give them what they need, right? <laughs> so you know starting with what they want, I want more sales and then getting to what they need is a brilliant way to be of master masterful service. But also this is where my eye shine is to really position your authority cuz that really is where you have an authority you have massive credibility and i think that's that's a great place to start so you know i thought it would be really interesting for your listeners to maybe learn a little bit more about you and behind the scenes today since we've turned the tables and i've nabbed the mic from you um and i don't know if you get this question as much as i do paul but i get asked all the time how long you've been podcasting and why did you start your podcast I think it'd be great to share that with your community today. So why did you start your podcast and how long has it been going now?
0: Yeah, look, I've been a voracious learner, uh, well, since about 16, you know, obviously school, you, you know, you're there to, to learn, but I always um, had a, you know, a in, in fascination with learning more. So my own personal development. So that's where it sort of started. Fast forward, every time I used to move, and we moved a lot with Coca-Cola, I had this massive uh, collection of books that I used to haul around from house to house, and you can see some of them there uh, behind me now, but uh, believe me, it, it was like a room full of, of books because I'd buy a book um, almost every week and, you know, I'd read read a book a week. And then um, with my condition, which is called polycystic kidney disease, and, you know, I've recently had a transplant, um, I just – couldn't stay awake. Um, I won't go into the detail of that, but effectively it's hard. So books, you know, I was constantly dropping a book on my head because I was falling asleep all the time. So long story short, found podcasting and it was just brilliant. It's like, okay, now I've got one small device that I can carry all my knowledge around in. And um, I'm a quick learner, so I can listen at two and a half times speed. So I'm a lot uh, quicker at listening than what I am at reading. So I was like, this is just, uh, perfect. So um, as I was listening to all different podcasts and John Lee Demas from uh, Entrepreneurs on Five was one of the first ones I listened to. That's when I realized that there was a gap in the market, that no one was really talking to people that left corporate to run their own business. And that's why I started Corporate Escapees. And it was in May uh, 2017 now that uh, I first started it.
1: So well, we're over three years. That's pretty good that's a pretty good track record for the podcasting world with pod fade at an all-time high <laughs> and pod fade for, if you're listening and you're like, what's pod fade, pod fade is basically, you start this great idea. It's kind of like a bright, shiny object syndrome and you get bored with it and it kind of fades away. And, you know, one of the things you didn't say, Paul, and I'm kind of curious about is how You know, for many of us, we start a podcast because we're obsessed with a topic, or we really want to like have conversations and share them with the world. We want to share our knowledge and our wisdom. And in my experience, having a podcast is a great way to demonstrate to a potential client how you can help them solve the problem. It's like there's no better way to research and get to know a potential mentor or uh, service provider than listening to them on a podcast, because it's literally like. You're building that no like and trust factor, as you know. You're driving across town or at the gym, listening to your podcast and the conversations you're having. How do you see that fitting in in terms of your podcast?
0: Yeah, look, uh, when people reach out to me on LinkedIn, because to be honest, as a podcast host, you don't you do get some great engagement, but you don't always know. So you have got thousands of people listening to each show, but you don't really know who exactly is listening. It's not like a LinkedIn post where you can see who's liked it. You know, that doesn't exist in in the podcast world. So um, when someone reaches out to me on LinkedIn, as an example, I always ask, you know, how did you come across me before I accept the connection? You know, was it through one of my posts or was it listening to my podcast? And I'm amazed how often people say, listening to your podcast. So then I get on the first call with them and they typically say, look, I I feel like I know so much about you because they have listened to hours of content, hopefully valuable content for them, but hours of valuable content, you know, through listening to my podcast. And I think that's just such an invaluable resource where people talk about, you know, like, know, and trust you. I know myself, I've picked mentors that have had podcasts And the way that I've got comfortable and the way that I've ended up choosing to go with them is based on the fantastic knowledge that I've given freely through their podcast. And that's why I think podcasts are are such a a valuable asset if you're a, a thought leader or an expert in an area to give people the ability, A, to know more about you, but most importantly, to actually have some wins based on the information you're giving them.
1: Three out of five of my clients listen to at least five to seven episodes before they decide to hire me. (laughs) They've admitted to me, they kind of stalk me online a bit to make sure I'm real. And I think, you know, we are real. You're very authentic with your, your, what you share and you're very authentic with your stories. And I know you come from your heart and that's a big part of your brand philosophy. And there's no better way to really connect with potential listeners and, and other people you can collaborate with than um, having your own podcast. So Paul, uh, we've talked about this a little bit over our time together, but I think there's a lot of value in sharing learnings and lessons because having a podcast, I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's like great to have a podcast. It's like being an author, (laughs) but there's a lot that goes into it. And there's a lot we learn from having our own podcast. What do you think have been three of the biggest lessons maybe even painful, costly lessons that you learned as a podcast host that you think would be helpful for the audience to learn?
0: Look, I think the first one, and it's a pretty obvious one, but it's get out of the production as quick as you can. Okay. So, you know, fortunately for me, I I, I never actually got into editing my own, but someone told me the other day, and you could validate this, Melanie, that it's it's like for every 30 minutes, it's like four hours of of editing, if you're doing it yourself, right? It's not as if you do it every day. So the number one thing is don't edit your own podcast. The second is try to get out of show notes as quick as you can as well. I remember that you know I love the conversations, and then it was like an instant downer that I'd have to go and you know write the show notes, and I'd take such an enormous amount of time. And you know I'm trying to help people with sales. I'm not doing enough selling myself because I'm so um, bogged down in the the production side of it. So that's um, probably the first lesson that I'd share. You know, you can find, I've got great people if you want to reach out, but there's people that can do it now. They do it for a living and it's a lot more affordable and that opportunity cost of your time of doing it versus them, um, hands down, get someone else to do it.
1: By the way, I totally agree with that one. I'm always about do the thing that only you can do and get everything else off your plate as quickly as you can. So that's point one. What's point two?
0: Yeah. The second is be really ruthless on who you have on the show, especially if you've got an interview show, obviously. So, you know, I must admit that, um, early on, you know, anyone that was, you know, virtually walking past me, I grabbed to, to have on the show. And, uh, you know, that's, that's good for numbers, but it's not good for your audience. And really make sure that, you know, the people that you have on the show are actually adding value to your audience. So I get pitched all the time to have people on my shows and, I you know, I'm very selective now on who gets on the show based on the value that they are going to provide the audience. So I think, you know, really set out, you know, clearly um, and you know, someone like Melanie can help you do this, you know, exactly what your strategy is, what value you want to add to your audience, who your audience is, and then make sure that your guests align to that.
1: Hmm. That's a good point. Um, and I think there is a very normal uh, first phase of having a podcast where you're kind of like, I'll take any guest, <laughs> I just need guests. And then you realize you've got to be a little bit discerning, and and uh I really applaud that for you. And I'm I'm actually excited to see the guests that you bring on and to see what shifts as you fine-tune the conversation to accelerating sales because that's a really exciting conversation to have. So I can't wait to see what happens. All right, what's point three? What's the yeah. third thing you learned? And, and
0: just very quickly on that. So, you know, Build, Live, Give was great, but what it meant that it was quite uh, broad, you know, so go back. There's lots of value in the the podcast so you can go back and listen to them. But, you know, the, the key I think was, Now that it's more focused on sales, and it's not, you know, I'll do a quick summary of someone's background, but it's not going through a whole lot of background that most people listen and look. It's it's okay, but what you really want is actionable content, and that's what leads to my third point: a make it entertaining. But B, make sure that it's actionable, that, you know, think if you're listening to this podcast, what would you do as a result of it? And I think lining up those perfect guests that have got knowledge that your audience needs and then making sure that they give actionable content and they don't just give a, a, um, a nice conversation. They actually make sure that they're sharing something that not many people in the world know. And it's something that you can add to your toolkit to improve your sales and improve your business.
1: Yeah, I, I love that. Great learnings, great ones to share, uh, applicable in a lot of different ways. I, I want to tune in here to the possibility that someone might be listening into this today and knowing they want to accelerate their sales, recognizing it's a great credibility booster and that there's a no like, and trust factor that gets built. And it's a great positioning tool to get in front of ideal clients and, and prospects, and even like open up other referral partners and things like that. So if someone who is maybe your ideal client, they're wanting to accelerate sales to their business, was considering starting a podcast, what advice might you give to them to help them decide if that's the right direction to help with the visibility side of accelerating sales?
0: Yeah, well, look, I think the obvious one is don't try to do it all by yourself. So walk in the what are the steps of giants or whatever that saying is so i think that's really important but i think really research your audience so really you know understand is your audience your target market do they listen to podcasts how frequently what are the topics what else who else do they listen to why so i think researching the audience is critical then now have that strategy so what is your strategy and how does it relate to your business Okay, because I probably started it because I loved podcasting and I saw a gap in the market, but I wasn't clear enough on well, what is the the link to my business from the podcast? So I think getting that strategy right and that will get you past. I think it's six to ten episodes that a lot of people fail because you know podcasting is a long game. You know, it can take you know three years for me. But really, the first 12 months took a lot of time that you've got to dedicate. So don't think you'll get immediate results. So the clearer the strategy, you'll know what the end game is. So then if the results aren't right when you first launch it, you actually know what the end game is. The next one is, like, make sure you really make the guests comfortable before they come on. So we have a really great um, process. So most of our guests that come on say, look, it's one of the best experiences I've had but we've done that based on all the podcast guesting I've been on where pe- the host really doesn't do a great job to bring the best out of the you who's the interviewee so I think making sure that you spend you know five to ten minutes and really being clear on what the value is and making sure that they're comfortable before they go to air. Um, I've already uh, talked to this but it relates to the strategy just be patient right it does take time for the podcast. And you know, you'll look at your download numbers and think, oh, you know, these just aren't where I want it to be. But remember that, you know, there's hundred there are hundreds of conversations that you're having with people that you wouldn't normally have for something that is very scalable. So be patient in how long it takes. Um always recommend a solo and an interview because in an interview you want to shine the light on the guest, but in a solo you want to actually display your expertise. So I think a balance of those two is good. I don't like the people that try to, you know, always double up, or if someone says something, they try to go one better in an interview. It's like, no, shine it on the guest, have the solo. And the last one is use video. I took too long to uh, switch to video and audio. I was comfortable doing audio. I used to always love to take lots of notes. Uh, so um, video is so important. So you can repurpose that video. And I think that's so. It makes it so much easier to be across multiple social platforms if you've got the video assets.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you brought the video part because in a lot of industries, video is what people connect with the most. But having the audio version as well as the video version gives people options. And um, do you mind if I just share one of my colossal mistakes that that I made when I first started podcasting? Because it's really relevant here. Go for it. Yeah. So when I first started my podcast nine years ago. It was a different podcast, and uh, I was given the advice to have a video podcast. Well, that was before all of the technology, live streaming, and everything was available, and so I had a video podcast that was being distributed on Apple. Well, nobody wanted to watch a video on on their uh, phone <laughs> at the time, so it was just a colossal meltdown for me. And it was a very expensive show to produce. And now we have so many great options; it's so much easier. I tell people all the time: create the video, pull the audio. And then you've got both platforms handled. So I wish I would have started that video podcast five years later when video was at, at an all-time high in usage. So I love your advice; it's so good. And um, you know, I was just listening to you speak, and I'm realizing that you know one of the best parts of having a podcast, especially if you're going to interview peers and even competitors for that matter, is sometimes those people end up becoming your clients. Because as you were talking about that 10 minute of building rapport and connection with the guest, sometimes, and I'm sure you've had this happen, those conversations are so powerful, they end up going, wait, how do I work with you? Like, how do you help me solve my problems? So um, I love that strategy a lot. I think everybody benefits from having time connecting before they go into the conversation.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's also a great way to reach out to people um, as well because you're, you're giving them enormous value first. So, you know, by interviewing them, giving them a great asset that they can share to, to build their profile. And particularly, you know, a lot of people don't know what to put on some of their socials. You're giving them a brilliant asset. And then, yes, um, you know, roughly 10% of my clients have come from my podcast guests. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a great strategy as well.
1: Well, I hate to say this out loud, but maybe that that might change. We might be putting that closer to 50% in the future, (laughs) right, Paul? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good. So. You know, this is a big decision, and I don't think it's one that you took lightly. Like I know you really um, you want the best for the people that you serve. You want to create great content. Like you are a master, and you are so committed to getting really valuable conversations out there that are going to inspire people. And so, changing the brand when you're very entrenched in it is not always an easy decision. What was um, what do you think was the hardest part for you in deciding? to rebrand and change the direction of the conversations that you've been having?
0: Yeah, well, look, I was pleasantly surprised at uh, how much the brand meant to my listeners. So I Mm -hmm. I surveyed them and asked them, look, I'm looking to make this change. And, you know, they actually said, look, you know, we, we do love, we're torn, right? We love the brand, build, live, give. You know, it's exactly what you stand for. But also we can sort of acknowledge that it's probably too broad and it doesn't, uh, you know, best describe what you do. So, yeah, it was, it's something that, um, you know, it's very cl- close to me. I, I love the brand, um, but, you know, I, I knew, and thanks to your nudging, I knew that I had to make a change. So I think people were, it was great to know that people loved Build, Live, Give, but also I think people knew that it wasn't uh, specific enough and, you know, one of the other hardest things is all the logistics of the change. So you now you just say I'm going to change the podcast, but what that's led to, I launched uh, my personal brand called paulhigginsmentoring.com. So in a way, I've got two websites. So I've got, you know, buildlivegive.com and paulhigginsmentoring.com. So that was confusing, but now mm-hmm. it means that with the podcast changed and going just to uh, paulhigginsmentoring.com, we've got a huge amount of logistics in the back end to change everything from uh, buildlivegive.com is the, the main domain. So um, yeah, my, my team are uh, got some work ahead of them, but it'll all be for the better because I do think it's the, it's the right decision.
1: Yeah. And I think there's some, I, I've been through three rebrands in my 21 years of business. So I know the pain of rebranding. And I think one of the things that happens though, is the sense of alignment gives you more confidence, more power and more expansive energy. And it just, it's like It just changes the dynamics. And I know that's really going to juice up the power behind the conversations that you're going to be bringing out through the podcast as you move forward. Because you're just tuning more and more and more into a message that was already there. But now you're like, putting it out there. It's like, yep, this is what we do here. (laughs) So I love it. I think... One of the things that happens when we go through big changes with our podcast, right? Like our community's like, wait, what? What's happening, right? Everybody wants to to stay to connected and be a part of what's coming next. And I love that you asked all of the community in Build, Live, Give, like, what do they want and what do they resonate with? And so now we're taking you on this new journey of the Accelerate Sales. I'm sure the listeners like me want to celebrate with you and want to help make this a big success in, in this pivot, How can the listener today do something to help you make this a massively exciting and successful brand pivot?
0: Yeah, look, I'd love for all of you to subscribe. So that would be the first thing if you haven't subscribed already. And I know that a lot of you have. So really appreciate that. But you can go to paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash podcast subscribe. And also I'd love a review. So reviews, whether it be on um, Apple, uh, which um, I think it's rebranded. What's it called now, Mel? It's Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. That's right. It used to be called iTunes or whatever it was. Yeah. Apple Podcasts. So please leave a review there or on Spotify. That would be fantastic. And if you do, And I'd love for you to do that. Please send me a photo of the review because sometimes, you know, the name you use isn't always obvious on the review. So, A, I'd love to thank you, but I'd also love to do more than that. I'd love to give you a free LinkedIn makeover. So, you know, if you go to my profile, a lot of people say, look, you know, your profile resonates so well. And often it's just the last thing you get around to doing. You're so busy that you don't get around to do it. So I'd love to do that for you. So this is valued of, of um, you know, $1,000 USD I normally charge for this. But if any of you send a review, do it, send a photo of the review. That's what I'll do. I'll do a LinkedIn make, makeover for you. And that will just make it so much easier for people to know exactly what you do, who you help, and most importantly, Make it easier for you to get some new clients.
1: I love it. That's so generous of you. and what a fantastic prize, like and a big makeover on your LinkedIn profile has such a huge impact on that first impression that clients and uh, potential partners and uh, even employees and candidates that you're considering bringing on into your company. It makes such a huge difference to have a really, really great LinkedIn profile. So that's massively value. And you do have a great LinkedIn profile. And I'm gonna just up the ante for you a little bit. And I would love, the uh, as you're listening in today, what's one thing you love the most about this show? Put it in the review, but really like let's give Paul some great buzz and momentum pop on to his LinkedIn page. And when you see this episode air, you'll see a link to it. He'll post it there. Tell him in the comments one thing that you love about Paul's show or this episode, if if this one really resonated with you. So I just wanted to up the ante for you there a little bit, Paul, because this is exciting. We all want to celebrate you. I can't wait to celebrate you. I can't wait to share it on social media for you because I'm really excited to see you having the courage to take this to a much more authentically aligned conversation. So big, big high fives. Well done.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I better not uh, ghost you on that one, but uh, yes. uh, (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for your your support. Um, It's been uh, invaluable. I know we're going to be working together more and, and if anyone has got an existing podcast and they know that it's just not achieving. So you're putting in a lot of effort that's not achieving the results that you want, I'd certainly recommend uh, reaching out to Melanie. So all the links to her uh, LinkedIn profile, her website, et cetera, will be in the show notes as well. So, uh, Melanie, thanks for turning the tables. It's actually nice for a change to be on the other side of the seat, but, uh, yeah, really enjoyed uh, the experience of this change that we're making. I'm so excited about the change that we're moving forward. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming on and sharing some of your wisdom today.
1: Thank you for having me. It's been really fun to put you in the hot seat and ask you all the questions and help your listeners get to know you a little bit better. So enjoy everybody and great, great work, Paul. Keep that great momentum going with your new podcast.
0: Great. Thanks, Mel. Bye.
1: Bye Bye-bye.
0: It was so funny to have the tables turn with Mel interviewing me, but um, I'm very excited about the change, Uh, I'd love for you once again to do that review, uh, post on LinkedIn as Mel suggested, which is a great idea. And most importantly, I want you to subscribe and get ready for lots of practical tips on sales. And we will have some fun and make it entertaining, as I said, but really some practical tips to help you accelerate your sales. I'm fired up after today's episode. What about you? But hey, before you go, learning is just one piece of the puzzle. Now it's time to put today's strategy into action. Head over now to today's show page at paulhigginsmentoring.com forward slash podcast and share how you'll put it into action. Be sure to head over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe, rate, and review the show. Tell me what your favorite episode is and don't wait one minute more to gain access to your pulse check at paulhigginsmentoring.com. This could be the difference between struggling to get more leads and making
1: this next quarter your best one yet.